It all started with the show America's Best Dance Crew that ran on MTV from 2008 to 2012. Best Dance Crew. Now, originally, I didn't have the show on my radar until the fourth season in 2009. However, part of what drew me into this show was a fan blog for the show called, appropriately enough, bloggingbestdancecrew.com. I got so involved with this site that actually, during our grad night at Disney Magic Kingdom, uh, where Season 3 Champions Quest Crew were performing, I was able to, on behalf of the site, go backstage to meet them for a quick interview. Okay guys, this is Ninja Boy from Blogging America's Best Dance Crew. And I'm sorry it's a little dark here, there's no light, but I'm with... Between there and the MTV fan forums, I met a lot of different fans of the show, quite literally from around the world. Even during the show's off-season, we would congregate in the comments section to follow up on the latest video from our favorite dancers and speculate who might be selected to appear on the next season. Uh, to be honest, Blogging Best Dance Crew played a huge part in my personal story in that I was inspired to eventually join my university's b-boy crew, which led me to developing my video skills so I could make dance videos to post on YouTube, which years down the line would translate nicely to the skills I'm now using to make this very podcast. I also got into my current field of digital advertising because I realized that my friendships and relationships and interest in dance would not have been able to grow at all if the owner of the site had not been able to at least break even on the hosting costs through the ads placed on the site, and I wanted to enable those same sort of connections to form for others. One of those connections was with one particular user from the Philippines who went by the username of Maxan, who was a super big Quest Crew fan. As with most of the other users on the site, we eventually became friends outside of the context of the show and stayed in touch even after it got cancelled. Eventually, our online friendship became something more, and after an 8,000 mile long distance relationship from Southeast Asia to New York, we got married. Twice, actually, once in December 2016, so we could start the immigration process, and once again in February 2017 in a small ceremony with our families in Singapore. As of 2018, my wife Anne is now living here with me in New York as an interior designer. Now, I know I may have one of the more entertaining relationship stories out there, but I'm definitely not the only one from my class. Throughout the past few episodes, you've gotten bits and pieces of people getting into relationships and getting married. For example, we had David Owen Keister, who met his wife Maggie at UF. For the lake, I was a ski boat driver and a rock climbing instructor. So I actually met my, my wife Maggie at the lake because I lost her ID. <laughs> yeah, it's like the first thing that Maggie tells anybody. And every time I say, well, it wasn't actually me that lost your ID. It was the person who had the shift before me, but it all gets drowned out. <laughs> and then we have Rebecca Kiddo. I actually wasn't able to include this story in her episode, but she had a pretty interesting experience getting married earlier this year. We got married March 13th, literally the day after we found out that we were going to be working from home pretty much indefinitely because of the pandemic. We weren't sure if it was going to happen because we thought things might get shut down. So we had people come in to City Hall and literally the city clerk was telling us they might not let family members come in for ceremonies after that Friday. I think we scraped by. So it was it was really nice to have that. And we haven't gotten divorced yet being stuck in quarantine together. So that's good. Some of us stayed with our high school sweethearts. Some of us didn't. But 
Some of us stayed with our high school sweethearts. Some of us didn't, but found someone else down the road to call our life partners. Some of us haven't yet found that certain someone, and some of us are completely content flying solo. No matter your situation, the relationships we form, be they romantic or otherwise, help shape who we are and allow us to be the best we can be and run things. Hello and welcome to the We Run This podcast, a show about the Stanton College Prep, Class of 2010, and how we continue to kill it 10 years on. I'm Paulo Bautista. Now, being married isn't as simple as living happily ever after after the wedding. You definitely need to put in the work to keep things running, and there will be high and low moments, though ultimately you end up better for it in the end if it's the right relationship. It's kind of like being a fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sure, we have our fair share of bad seasons and blowout games, but real fans don't run when things get tough. You stick in there and keep rooting for them until we hit upon our Minsu magical moments. I swear, guys, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. I bet I, I can feel it in my bones. One couple who knows this all too well are our classmates, the Hills, Taylor and Crystal. We are huge Jaguar fans still. <laughs> we have actually been through the ticket holders for the last five years up until this season for obvious reasons. Hi, everybody. My name is Crystal Hill, formerly known as Crystal Welch. Um, I reside in Jacksonville, Florida. Currently, I am a campus recruiter for Ernst & Young out of our Jacksonville, Florida office. My name is Taylor Hill. Uh, I am a civil engineer here in Jacksonville. Um, I work for a uh, private civil consulting firm working uh, on commercial developments here in town. Now, I definitely was not the most socially conscious back in high school, but I'm pretty sure that they weren't an item back at Stanton. So we actually started dating or talking, and this is what the hip people used to call it, back in January of 2011, so our freshman spring semester of college at FSU. While Crystal and Taylor weren't a couple at Stanton, one couple that I did remember were my friends, Joseph Valoria and Sabrina Howard. I'm Sabrina Valoria. I am in Jacksonville, and I work in the NICU at Wolfson's. And I'm Joshua Valoria. I also live in Jacksonville, Florida, and I am an estimator over with uh, North Florida Shipyards. So how did Josh and Sabrina get together? Um, so actually, he asked me to prom. And she said no. I did not say no. <laughs> I said I was going with my sister, and she he said thought no. that was a no. Uh, we got together in junior year of high school. We had a lot of common friends. I had actually met her at a pool party uh, sophomore year. We were in a lot of similar clubs in junior year, and that's just when it took off. Now, obviously, while Crystal and Taylor and Joss and Sabrina are married now, they are still their own persons, and that applied to who they were back in high school and their favorite moments and memories. First off, we have Joss and Sabrina. I would describe myself as eccentric. <laughs> I mean, honestly, with high school, it's a roller coaster. There's a lot that we do. Looking back on it now, we're embarrassed by. At the same time, it's our experience. Mr. Balkar was a great teacher, and 
his programming class uh, got, got me into the door where I wanted to start doing some kind of programming, computer tech or whatever. I've decided that my end game would be graphic designer for video games, CGI, things like that. Fun fact, Joss was actually the one who gave me my nickname Ninja Boy, which is what I would use for my dance name in college, and if you've been paying attention, is the creative label under which I release all of my podcasts and creative projects. So there's a modest finder's fee in it for me, right? Uh, I'll, I'll figure something out, Joss. We'll, we'll talk off air. Uh, anyway, back to Sabrina. Honestly, I don't feel like I was that different. I knew I wanted to be a nurse since like middle school, so I was just focused. Oh, I loved Mr. Lequier's class and uh, whatever that club was. What was it called, babe? The Creative Writing Club. Really? That was the name? Yes. Okay. Well, that was a fun club. <laughs> I, I just remember eating outside, which was really nice. And as for Crystal and Taylor? Um, in high school, I would describe myself as um, typical high schooler. Um, you know, I was, I was definitely immature in some aspects, um, you know, didn't uh, care about the academics as much as I would have now, looking back on it. Definitely got caught sleeping in class a few times. Uh, you know, Crystal still talks about that. Um, <laughs> I would say I haven't really changed too much from then. I would have described myself as relatively outgoing, like always up for something fun, something different. I loved to kind of bounce around and talk and meet to new meet new people. At the age of 18, you have like pretty much no worries in the world. I think we had Miss Firestein's class together. We definitely had Miss Donaher's English class together. Yeah. And oh my gosh, what was did we have the um it was like that, theory theory of knowledge or something? Yes. I'd say looking back, um, it was the 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 people, you know, it was fun to to go to class and you know, see the same people every day and your friends and, and stuff like that. I agree. I feel like there was such a sense of community between us as a class and also between us and the faculty at the school, I feel like the people are really what made it such a great experience. Speaking of community, I was curious on what their take was on the we run this mentality that brought together the class of 2010. I think it was just such a group of just driven individuals who truly wanted to leave a legacy, right? Like just us truly wanting to leave a legacy and make a difference in that community. And I think we all were so, so aware that Staten was such a special place, not only in the educational community here in Jacksonville, but just holistically. And I think we just did such a great job as a class of embracing that and just taking it to the next level. Uh, I think Crystal got it. Um, I would say, you know, the, the people as well, um, you know, everybody had the same mentality, um, you know, so it was really cool to see everybody come together uh, when you do have that same mentality. Um, and everybody's striving to do well in whatever aspect that they are focusing on, whether it was, you know, arts and arts or sciences or math or, or anything outside of the academics. I just think about like pep rallies, right? Such a simple thing that although so, so fun, I don't think it was taken so seriously until our class like truly rallied together. And we were like, you know what, like we're going to get perfect 10 out of 10 when every single pep rally and we're just going to do it because like we just have that much energy and enthusiasm. I think that's like alone says something about our class. So after graduating high school, our couples or rather couple and the couple to be went their various ways. Joss and Sabrina stayed local here in Duval County. Well, my journey has been kind of a weird roller coaster. After high school, uh, my family took in Blair Halpin until he went off to boot camp. 
he got me a job over at Walgreens and I'd been working there for a long time. I actually got to uh, assistant manager for a couple different stores. After that, I mean, we had the kids and I decided, hey, I need to spend more time with the kids, have something a little bit more concrete other than you work this day, this day, this time kind of job. And now I'm working a nine to five over at the shipyard. It's very consistent. It helps pay the bills. And I'm there to take care of my kids whenever I need to. That's the most important part. Sabrina, meanwhile, became a nurse at the NICU, the newborn intensive care unit. I went to JU actually on scholarship and uh, got my BSN. Got a job at Baptist working with the adults first. And I did that for about like a year and a half. Then I moved to pediatrics, which I did love, but wasn't my goal. And then now I've been in the NICU for about two and a half years, almost three. I interviewed them back over the summer before the peak of COVID cases in Florida. And I was curious how being a nurse affected their day-to-day lives, especially having some young children. I think it was most stressful in the beginning because there was a lot of speculation. There wasn't a lot of concrete information about it. When the hospital finally went on lockdown for visitors and everything, it was kind of like a ghost town there. I mean, I never would like come home and sit around in my scrubs or anything anyway, but it was more like, okay, I need to make sure I go straight from my car to my shower and don't pass go, you know? So that was really stressful. We still don't know a lot about COVID, so it's still kind of scary. Being a NICU nurse has also forced some other changes in their lifestyle. I'm not allowed to wear rings in the NICU because of germs. So we got our wedding bands tattooed on our anniversary last year. And yep, they got married, which you already knew about. We got married in 2016 in March. Actually, a funny story. Our wedding date is the same day we started dating, March 6th. Mm -hmm. They also, as we've alluded to, have started their own little family. So we have two, Sebastian's three and a half, and Callian just turned one. They're kind of upset because nap time is over, and they want to come out and play. Now, we'll get back to the Valorias, but let's hop over to the Hills. So after graduating from Stanton, they both ended up going to FSU. We both started at FSU in 2014, and I went in as a pre-med major, so focusing pretty much on biology was what my major was going to end up being. I quickly realized that organic chemistry was not a strong suit of mine, but I still had an interest in science, so I ended up switching to exercise science and graduated with or a BS in exercise science. So I entered college uh, as a civil engineering major and I finished as a civil engineering major. Taylor's one of the rare ones. Now, if you are hoping for a cute romantic story, well, it's not like there's one defining moment and it was kind of a slow buildup over time that unfortunately I couldn't tell in a 30 minute episode of a podcast. It was kind of just a gradual thing, I think. We clearly were not running in the same circles at FSU. Taylor was in his Greek organization and I hadn't hadn't joined one just yet. And I think we just crossed paths at a fraternity event and we were like, oh, hey, I know you, you know me. And we just kind of um, started running into each other a little bit more often. That was probably fall of our freshman year. And then springtime of our freshman year, I guess we just started seeing each other more and more often and it just kind of became like a thing. I don't know. There was really no like, formal like aha moment or 
at least from my perspective, I don't know about you, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it was um, you know, kind of a, a gradual thing. It was just wild because like everybody knows, we weren't really all that close in high school. And if you would have asked me senior year of high school who I would have seen myself dating in college, it probably would have never in a million years I would have been like, oh, somebody from Stanton. I think people are just like as surprised as we were. I think it was probably like the first picture I posted on Facebook that I got text messages like, oh my gosh, is that Taylor Hill from high school? Like those sorts of reactions. You know, it's always funny to talk to people and well, you tell them, oh yeah, my wife and I went to high school. Oh, so you're, you, you married your high school sweetheart? And you're like, eh, well, not exactly. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, so it's, it's funny in that regard. So Crystal graduated in 2014, and Taylor took what he calls a victory lap and finished in 2015. Crystal ended up working for an IT staffing company in Jacksonville after graduating and eventually got recruited to join Ernst & Young as a campus recruiter. In this time of COVID, when many may be looking for a new career opportunity, I asked her what her advice was for job seekers who are conducting various job interviews. I would say the biggest piece of advice is I always tell people this is like, you know yourself best. And I think people get so nervous in an interview when you start to talk about yourself, but you shouldn't, right? Like, you know yourself, you know your experiences, you know how to sell yourself the best. So like, don't cut yourself short. Taylor, meanwhile, works as a civil engineer. I got hired on with a local um, firm here in town, um, working in civil engineering and uh, construction management. Um, I left there after working there for about two years, and um, I'm at where I am now, um, just celebrated three years at the beginning of this month. So now I'm working uh, specifically on the land development uh, side of civil engineering. And so we work with a lot of um, private developers here in town, um, anything from multifamily to industrial to single family. So we do a lot of um, grading and drainage, utility work, permitting. Uh, working with local agencies, uh, things like that. And of course, they got married as well. We got married November 18th of 2017. <laughs> and we got married here in Jacksonville. And we actually had a bunch of our high school friends, either who still live here or who came in town and celebrated with us, which was a lot of fun. You know, that's what we wanted it to be was just a a, a celebration. It was more for um, the way I like to look at a wedding is it's, it's not necessarily for the couple, it's for all the other people involved and they can see how they have impacted, you know, the couple's lives. Um, you know, so it was, it was a lot of fun to, to have your closest relatives and friends together to, to just all celebrate together. Now, given that Joss and Sabrina and Crystal and Taylor have collectively over 40 years of relationship experience in their current relationships, I was curious what advice they had to help make relationships be successful. I think that a relationship is so much about give and take, right? You need to understand what the other person's thinking and feeling and what they want, just as much as that person needs to understand what you're thinking and what you're feeling. I may not want exactly what Taylor wants every single decision we make, whether it's dinner or what color we're gonna paint the walls in our new house, but I think it's all about compromise. I think that's a really key piece to it. And just communication. I think we have done a really great job over the last 10 years of just communicating with each other, even if it's just like a quick check-in text during the day, staying in touch when we go out of town, just understanding like what what page we're both on, I think is super, super important. Yeah, I would think that, um, you know, a, a, in a successful relationship, uh, each person should think about not themselves, but they should think about the couple. They should think about them as a team, whatever is going to be best for them as a couple. 
you know, you almost care for them more than you do yourself. Agreed. It's very, I feel like a successful relationship turns out to be something like very selfless. Of course, no relationship is entirely free of arguments. So how do we, they, so how do they resolve those even after 10 years together? Uh, we've got a pair of boxing gloves in the, in the closet and, um, <laughs> just duke it out. <laughs> No, no, it, it's, it's getting back to that question you're talking about the communication by thinking of us as a team. Uh, you know, you, you try to think of the other person as, uh, you know, you, you, you're, you're one, you're married to that person, you know, so the best interest for everybody is, is what you should hold to to such a high regard. We're not perfect, right? But I do like to think that we have done a really good job. I like to tell people, like, we've grown up together, right? From 18 to 29, we've changed a lot as humans. And I think over those last 10 years, like, we've been able to evolve with each other and also figure out how our disagreements are evolving and how we're going to solve those differently, et cetera, et cetera. And what do Josh and Sabrina think the secret to a successful relationship is? All right. Here come the... Obviously cheesy, corny <laughs> relationship advice. Talk to each other. Trust each other. Uh, be respectful of each other's personal belongings, of each other's space, and everything like that. But in all seriousness, throw expectations out of the window. Because if you have expectations about how they dress, or how they get ready, or how they keep the stuff on the kitchen table, you're going to be disappointed. One of the main things that we have for each other is that respect that we don't expect things of each other. I don't really think there's a secret to it. I think you just have to talk to each other and find ways to be okay with different personalities. There's not like one thing that you do that makes it last for 10 years or more. <laughs> I also was curious, being parents, what that life experience has been like since I don't have kids. It's exhausting sometimes, but it's a lot of fun. They're kind of wild, but they really, really love their parents, which is great. There's a lot of advice from people that you don't really want to listen to. Yeah, so. yeah, there's a lot of advice. Of course, I had to be cheeky and ask them for parenting advice, despite them saying you don't need to take others' advice if you don't want to. I'm just going to go off and say... Raise them the way you want to raise them, but raise them right. Um, at the end of the day, it's how they treat other people. It's totally fine to ignore people's advice. That's my yeah, advice. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it really is, especially if you don't like it. I mean, don't ignore medical advice, because I feel like I should say that, but it's totally fine to ignore your, your, your mom or your mother-in-law when they tell you exactly how to do things, because sometimes they know, and sometimes they have changed since then. So normally to wrap up these interviews, I ask the guests, you know, how they've changed since graduating from Stanton. But since this was a couple's interview, I thought I'd mix it up and have them say how the other person has changed or stayed the same. First, Joss and Sabrina. To be honest, she really hasn't changed much. She's got the whole mother thing going on, so anything else, she, she hasn't changed much. Uh, I think my perspective on things has changed a little bit just because of the kids, but I feel like otherwise it's pretty similar to how I was in high school. Um, he dresses better. <laughs> uh, thanks. Um, <laughs> That's the most noticeable change. Just he doesn't. He doesn't. No skinny. Look the same. No skinny jeans. Not at all. Uh, I'm more professional. All right. Let's let, let, let's be real. In high school, there was a lot of makeup. There was a lot of hair flinging around all over the place with me. 
less makeup. Still a little bit of makeup here and there, but you know, just for just for looks. Special occasion. Special occasion. Um, he's very into patterns. Like he'll with the haircuts every year. It's always on the same time. It's right around his birthday. He still manages to surprise me from time to time. Like once he got a mohawk, and I was not prepared for that. And <laughs> this time he did sort of like a Viking thing with the sides being shaved in the back. And then he's got long hair still in the middle. So that's interesting. Um, Personality-wise, he's pretty much the same. And for Crystal and Taylor? There hasn't been much change in Taylor. I do think, obviously, he's matured as a person, just with age, coming about a career, those sorts of things. I think all of the good things about Taylor have stayed the same. His like, sense of humor, his work ethic. Um, so I don't think there's any been, like, really been any major changes. Obviously, just like coming into adulthood. Uh, my hairline has gone back and... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. We've but, probably all gained a couple pounds yeah. here and there. No, well, I think Crystal has... Um, she's definitely matured as well. Um, she's become more selfless as she's gotten older and, um, you know, a lot... You know, a lot more loving and, and, and things like that, as opposed to being a, a an 18, you know, from being an 18 year old. Um, you know, so she's definitely grown to be a, uh, a wonderful wife and, you know, real selfless person. I think we're just like still just fun, outgoing people who are just like excited to be surrounded by people we like and enjoy and make good conversation with. Uh, you know, the personalities are still there. Always up for a good the, uh, time. The old 11 year reunion. <laughs> so, what does the future hold for these two couples? You know, we've got us together, and, you know, there's definitely the potential for a family, um, you know, just growing older together, uh, continuing in our careers. If you would have asked me 10 years ago where I was at, I probably wouldn't have said right here, right now. So, um, you know, it's definitely tough to say. I would definitely like echo what Taylor said, maybe expanding the Hill family more than just us and our sweet border colleague, um, continuing to just like lay roots here in Jacksonville. We really, really love it here. You know, just continuing to meet new people and make new friends and, um, hopefully, you know, welcome fellow classmates back to Jacksonville. I think, um, just continuing to grow that type of community here is really what we're looking forward to. Uh, I look forward to finishing up my bachelor's. I've got three classes left and I'm hoping to get a job as a graphic designer within the next two years. Other than that, I want a daughter. (laughs) Yeah, we want one more child. Um, I already have a name picked out. He does. Um, Uh, The name is going to be Lucia Ann. um, Well, I want to get certified as a NICU nurse because it comes with a lot of knowledge and that'll help me in my career. I know we want one more kid and then I would like to build a house probably in the next five years because we're going to run out of space when we have another kid. Do you want a ghost man? Okay, bye. Thanks again to Josh and Sabrina and Crystal and Taylor for sharing those stories with me and making time for this interview. While we don't have a reunion to see who everyone ended up with and celebrate everyone's relationships, I hope this was able to scratch that itch somewhat. 
if you have a fun relationship story or any other life advice of your own, be it relationship or parenting related or not, you can submit your story to be included in our final episode. We're about two weeks away from the season ending, so you're cutting it close if you haven't submitted it yet. Don't worry about making it sound perfect, just record yourself with your name, where you're located, and what you've been up to these past 10 years using the voice memo app on your phone. I'll handle all the rest in post-production. Send the MP3s to me, Paulo, on Facebook or via email. Send the MP3s to me on Facebook or via email at ninjaboymedia at gmail.com. That's N-I-N-J-A-B-O-I-M-E-D-I-A at gmail.com. You have until October 7th to guarantee that they appear on the final episode on October 10th. Let your friends know that they should submit their stories, and if you want, have me ask me, and if you want, ask me to poke them to make sure that you want to hear from them. A reminder, each submission will result in a donation to the Jacksonville Public Education Fund. The opening and closing music was provided by Michael Xavier Bariwan of the Class of 2010, aka Namekian Silk. Check his stuff out on SoundCloud and Spotify. Other music provided by Blue Dot Sessions. Editing and production is provided by Ninja Boy Media. Also, a quick note, the views and opinions expressed on the show reflect the personal thoughts of those involved alone and do not reflect those of any other groups or organizations. Next time on the podcast, one of the biggest challenges of being in our 20s is finding our so-called purpose in life after graduating from Stanton and university and entering the workforce. Do you derive your purpose from work or from your relationships or somewhere else? We'll talk to three of our classmates who found purpose in three very different places and who are making a difference in their immediate communities because of their purpose. Tune in next week to hear those stories. Until then, though, I'm Paulo Bautista. And remember... We run this. How did you propose, if I may ask? So I am a lunatic, and I woke her up at 5 in the morning, and we went and watched the sunrise on the beach. <laughs> uh, how was your reaction to that when he woke up at 5 in the morning, Crystal? I was just so confused, Paulo. I, my phone was on high. It started ringing at 5.30 in the morning. Taylor was like, hey, I'm on my way to pick you up. I have a surprise. And I was like, I just completely oblivious. I People ask me all the time. They're like, did you know it was coming? And I literally had no clue. <laughs>